Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio. I'm your host, David M. Baker. And tonight, my co-host is Sherelle Baker. Good evening, Sherelle. Good evening, David. How are you doing today? Awesome. I have a general rule that I must do at least good, if not awesome, each moment of each day, because you never know when it's going to be your last. So I've learned from my mistakes, and I'm just going to be happy. Rich or poor, homeless or with a home, you know, it's a miracle to be alive, and I'm happy and grateful for that. So, you know, hopefully I can give some light back to people with the wonderful guests we have on the show. Today is our June 24th edition of Beyond the Gate Radio, June 24th, 2012, for the record. This is live streaming radio show, podcast. It is available or will be available on Apple iTunes, no charge, after the show. Please subscribe to that if you wish. Also, please like our page here on the website. You can also find us on Facebook. And find me on Facebook, Pierre, our guest, and everybody. If you go to www. David Baker, spiritmedium.com. Everything's there. David Baker, spiritmedium.com. One word. So we have an amazing guest tonight, and he has been on the show before. And, you know, I, there's so many people I've had on the show, I'd like to have them all back, or as many as I can possibly can. I've had uh, Pierre, tonight's guest, on again soon. Because I was like, I knew he was good, but I was really surprised and I was really amazed at how good he really is for a psychic when he was on the show last time. I just didn't know what to say, you know, so I'm very happy to have him back again tonight. Let me tell you a little bit about Pierre. Pierre is a young psychic born with the ability to hear spirit life forms clear audiently and telepathically. A life-altering spiritual experience 
has given him a mission in life to help people heal their realities by helping them to understand their internal worlds. Being one of the many unique psychic children prophesied to be born during the late 1990s to 2000s, he has a unique energy to him as well as an advanced psychic perspective on all things spiritual and paranormal. He offers psychic readings through his website, which is posted on a radio show page and also on my website. If you look where you, you listen to the show on his information and scroll down, you'll see a link directly to his website. So without any further ado, we'd like to welcome Pierre to the show. Good to be here. Hello. Hey, young man, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Can't complain. Wonderful. This I know you're not hectic being... today. Okay, there you go. You know, we haven't been communicating frequently, but we have been because I've been really busy too. Because the wife, you know, has some more things to deal with that we have to deal with, plus a lot of stuff going on. So I haven't been on Facebook very much or, you know, anywhere really taking care of stuff here. But it's so good to hear your voice again tonight, Pierre, and it's wonderful to have you back on the show. So how you I'm very how happy you to doing? be here. I'm That's doing good. great, That's you know, back in school and, um, you know, getting a, a crash course in everything. That's the best way to learn. That's the best way to do. Do things at the last minute under pressure and you perform well. Do a crash course and you do better. I I totally agree with that. So, Pierre, could you uh, pronounce your last name for us? It's Ozias. Ozias. And if you don't mind me asking, is that a family name from a certain lineage that hails from a certain country or place or something or yes if you don't mind that i'm i'm of haitian descent i'm a first generation uh my family came here about uh 40 years ago and we've been here ever since well that's the, awesome it is i, I was want to ask you well in your country that you know i know that these spiritual arts so to speak are well known in that country. Yes. And like any country, like for example, India, it's the same thing there. Of course, I know many people from India, and some of them, believe it or not, say, I don't believe in that stuff. But a great deal of people I do speak to are spiritual and do believe in it one form or another, you know, whether it be Buddhism, Hinduism, or, you know, whatever. Now, in your country, is it pretty much the same thing? Most of the people believe in in one form or another of these spiritual arts, life after death, and maybe a small percentage do not? No. In fact, it's widespread. I haven't met uh, uh, someone of Haitian descent who didn't believe in the spiritual, and it comes a lot from our history as slaves being brought over from Africa. Um you know, 
the spirituality of the slaves is what kept them going and what gave them the strength to turn against their masters during, you know, um, the revolution. I think that was around, uh, I can't remember the exact uh, uh, time period or date, but it it was, there's a story that um, the slaves had uh, had started, you know, you know, turning to black magic or witchcraft, I'm making air quotes here, and not only did it, you know, intimidate the slave owners, but it gave the it gave the slaves enough strength to turn against their masters and to fight back and to escape. So, because of how powerful it was in helping them to, um, you know, uh, gain their independence and freedom, it, it's something that's it's there's no, I haven't met someone who said I don't believe in and anything spiritual or anything like that. It's just simply kind of built into everyone from Haiti. That's amazing, and there's different forms of that practice throughout the uh, Western Hemisphere, where people from Africa have came to reside through slavery or whatever reasons, migration, whatever, and. Some of the forms of these uh, spiritual uh, teachings and evocations, incantations, uh, rituals, whatever you may call it, some of them are mixed with Christian beliefs, and there's different forms, and there's white magic, there's dark magic, and my brother lives in New Orleans, and I know that people practice it there, and I just want to let people know that from my perspective and probably from yours that don't put a label on that type of uh, spiritual practice because for the most part when people practice voodoo do not think of it as something dark and evil but it is uh, they practice white magic which is beautiful which is healing of people healing of the land of a country whatever. And then there are some that do practice the dark arts for power or whatever. Do you agree with that, Pierre? Yes. You know, I just had a con it's funny that you mentioned that I had a conversation with one of my guides about this for the last couple of weeks and he had said to me that um that the whole black magic and white magic label is kind of a subconscious representation of the inherent racism that stems from those times when um, Africans were enslaved and, you know, um, the white owners were dominant over them. He also had said to me that um, there, you know, the, the, the thing that we call magic is energy. And the energy is, it's not something that you can control. It's something that's alive. I mean, as you well know, that the energy that psychics, mediums, anything, anybody who works with energy knows that the energy kind of has a mind of its own that's alive. So those people who try and, you know, use it for dark arts or for dark purposes or dark intents, it doesn't go very far because not only does it's kind of like trying to use a hammer to screw uh, 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 a screw into a hole it just it, you know it doesn't work and everyone knows that 
you know, when when you do something, you're going to have repercussions. And especially when you're working with energy, whatever energy that you send out is the energy that comes back to you because the physical universe is a mirror for all the energy that we send out, energy being emotion, thoughts. So the the labels and the dark purposes is not really something that's of the energy in particular, but it's actually of, you know, it's the human um, part of, of working with energy that that belongs to. It's not actually inherent in energy itself. Although energy does play a big role in, in it overall. And uh, Buddhism, like you said, has often been construed as, you know, the black arts and all that. But that's because of ignorance and fear, I would say. And it's pretty much akin to Wicca and witchcraft. They operate uh, similarly, even though it's different, I understand. And as far as sending out energy, somebody that does practice the dark arts will have uh, repercussions from that, of course, negative repercussions or karmic repercussions. I've read a lot about that and spoken to some people about that. This one particular person who teaches psychic protection said he was practicing sending out energy with the mind to do certain experiments one day in college, there was one professor he really hated very much. So he was sending energy for this professor to get ill. Every day he would send out powerful thoughts to make this professor ill. And the professor became very ill. Eventually the professor recovered. And then something very, very negative and powerful, stronger than what the professor suffered, happened to this initiator of this himself and after a long while he finally recovered from it and said that he would never ever do that again and then that caused him to write a book to use it only for good don't you ever use it for bad because when it comes back it comes back in the tidal wave not a wave so what you said Pierre makes sense yes and you also have to keep in mind the reality that even though we may seem separate and look separate, we actually aren't separate. We're all part of each other. Every person in your life, everything in your life is really an aspect of yourself. So when you're sending negative thoughts, negative energy at something else, that you think it's something else but it's not you, you're actually sending it to yourself and you don't realize it. And so that's why the energy comes back and affects you because all you're really affecting is yourself because everything in your life is an, another aspect of yourself. That's correct. I like that. I do like that. And also because um, if we look at it, I like your thought, Pierre. If we look at it like that, um, we, would, we wouldn't treat ourselves badly so why would we, you know what I mean? You wouldn't send yourself um, this, these negative thoughts and feelings. And um, so if you look at it like that, I like how you said that, that we would, we're all a part of each other. That's sending it back to ourselves. So I, I like how you phrase that, right? Yes, exactly. 
it's something that um it, it it's something that just came to me naturally when it first when when I first started coming into my my gift around 18 it's something it's one of the first things that I noticed as I perceived the world psychically um I always notice that whenever someone feels something in the room, for example, other people also feel the same thing. So it's it's not even just a concept, but it's something that's inherent in reality. That is true. It's amazing that many people, myself included, have stated that when they have went into a deep meditation and to the point to where there's nothing, your mind is still... There's no clutter. It's absolute zero. At that point, you feel everything. In other words, you feel like you're a part of everything, and you're part of a larger consciousness, that everything truly is connected. That's what you feel. That's because you're tapping into the energy, which is everything, even though it's separate. In other words, let's say an octopus was the energy, the all-all, well, we're all parts of the energy, but we feel separated because we have an individual body and intelligence. So each one of us would be like the tentacle and the octopus. So that's pretty much how it is. But whatever you do goes into the energy and comes back. So that, you know, I know I just like to talk a little, like to be a little philosophical from time to time, but that's amazing. Now, if I may skip to your abilities, you're clairaudient and you also communicate telepathically. Now yeah. that is uh, very interesting. I know this. I know a lot of mediums. You know you, Chip Coffee, the Psychic Twins, Derek Akora, and a bunch of other people that hear spirit voices. I get them, but I don't get them normally for a reading. I see and I get thoughts. That's my main thing. Uh, but hearing must have a distinct advantage because you know. Somebody's saying, yeah, tell him I see it as his father downtown yesterday, and he was driving his Chevrolet Mercedes. He's like, wow, that's great information. But me, I have to fight to get the information. So you hear it, and then you also get, like, uh, claircognizance, which is uh, telepathic transfer information. So yeah. you work with both of them hand in hand? Yes. The clairaudience is not as clear as you might think, however. It's a lot like clairvoyance, where in clairvoyance you may get a picture that symbolically means something else, and you have to either get a gut feeling of what the picture means or kind of translate the picture by figuring it out, you know, symbolically. Clairaudiently, I may get a piece of information, but it's not exactly what the pe- what is being said. For example, if I hear um, the name Justin... It's not, it not. It may not necessarily mean there's a person named Justin connected to whoever it is that I'm picking it up from, but it could mean something like um, the person in my life whose name is Justin, his life, his situation is something that the person that I'm picking this up from can relate to. So it, with clear audience, and I think with all the psychic senses, when you receive some sort of input it's something that you have to translate and it's always symbolically 
because that's how psychic energy works. It uses the images and the perceptions in our mind to speak to us, but it doesn't speak to us in a, well, not always. A lot of times it does, but sometimes, most of the times, it, it speaks to us symbolically using what we, the knowledge and the perceptions we have in our mind already. So it still has to be translated, unfortunately. I wish it were that clear-cut, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I see spirit, and I can describe it, but then sometimes when I say something, and instead of sending me a thought to save a lot of trouble, I, I feel it is, they show me a picture of something, and if it's a cake, I'm going to have to figure out now, what, is it somebody's birthday, anniversary, or what? You know, for example, I have to figure out the symbol. And quite audiently, I experienced some recently, my guy's talking to me, and it sounded like little chipmunks talking, you know, it's kind of like high pitch, <laughs> and uh, I had to think about what they said after they said it and go over it again to get what they were saying. Does that make sense? Probably because I don't get it as much as you do. Yes, that's actually something I think any clear audience will would go through because when when they're talking, they also kind of project an energy too. And it's almost like you feel the talking more than you hear it. You hear it, too, but it's like you feel the intent of the talking just as much as you hear, you know, the words, the the voice, the pitch, all of that. So sometimes you have to really pay attention and listen clearly as if you were picking out many different sounds from one thing, like in an orchestra where you hear the strings, you hear the drums all at once. You have to pick out each sound separately and kind of put it all together and, and discern what it means. I have I have a question. I have a question for both of you. Um, so now if you were, you know, Pierre, you were saying before about the um, us being all connected, when you uh, do a reading, do you get something back from the reading that's, pertaining to you or do you always um always you always do okay and then every single time sorry i'm go on you no 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 go ahead every single time you get uh something back from the reading from you from the person that you're reading yes because they use the symbols in my life to help me understand what it is that i'm picking up from someone else's life and it may not be necessarily the way that I naturally see my life. It's a different point of view. So I'll get. Oh. So when I'm reading for someone, I may start. I may start to see my life from a different point of view and say, "Huh, I never thought of it that way." And it happens every single time. Wow, that's awesome. Well, I agree. It makes sense. It happens to me too. So, so. Um, Sherelle, you want to take our first caller, if that's okay with Pierre? I know he's just jumping oh, up yeah. and down ready to do a reading. Okay, let's let's do it. Um, I have area code 510. Area code 510, you're on the air. Can we have your name, please? Uh-huh. Hi, my name is Rochelle. Hi, Pierre. I spent some Hello, time Rochelle. in Haiti uh, some years back, so it's nice to talk to you. I was wondering if you can give me any messages that you pick up from Spirit. Or would you like for me to be more specific? Um, if you ha- if you have a specific 
thing you want to know about that would help, but I can, I can, yeah, you know. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I'm looking for, I've been looking for a new uh, career position, and I was wondering if you see something coming for me soon. The first thing that I'm picking up when you're talking about your new career position is a level of anxious excitement. It's almost like you're looking for your dream job. Does that yes. make sense? Oh, yes. And I'm actually picking up the name David around this situation, so... Either it could be geared towards your dream job, but there may be also someone in your life named David who is connected to your dream job uh, situation, if that may make sense to you. Okay, not yet, but I'll look for it. And have you been... Working odd jobs since then, like in retail? Um, not retail, but I have been working some things out of my home. Mm-hmm. Like like selling something. Yeah, something exactly. That, like has to do with retail, though, right? It's, I um, mean, it's no. not retail because it's out of your home, but could it be considered like retail? No, I've been servicing in uh, a particular industry. It has nothing to do with retail. Okay. Okay, um, what I'm being told to tell you is you've been kind of afraid to go the, to to do something with your dream job because you're automatically thinking about the rejection because you feel like you may not be qualified. Something mm-hmm. having something having to do like you don't have the credentials or the learning experience, and this is something that you feel. Yes. Does that make sense to you? Yes. And it's because you've been rejected before when you were applying for a dream job situation, correct? I've been, yes, many, many, many times over. Right. But I don't know what my dream job is. I've just been applying to many different career, different positions, but it all results with rejection. Okay. It's what you need to, to look towards is something that you originally thought was outside of your life experience. That That's what your dream job is. It's something that's completely different from anything that you thought that you've done before or that you could have done before. And they're telling me candy canes. So this could either mean Christmas um, or it could, or there's, there's some sort of candy cane connection, like the pink, like, Bubble gum candy canes. Mhm. Okay. I, I, I'm thinking it's Christmas because when I get something like that, it, I the first thing I think of is Christmas. So I'm pretty sure it's a Christmas situation where you'll be where you'll be led towards it, but you won't be led towards it by a person, but by yourself. Okay. 
And you also may want to consider um, picking something that, like picking a, a, a secure career and actually going to school for it because that will open up your horizons greatly. Um, you know, I'm 56 years old, and I have a couple of degrees under my belt already, so I don't know if I want to go to school to get a new career. I, I would like to take my skills and move them elsewhere. Okay. I, I understand that. I'm picking up accounting. Yeah. So um, you may want to look towards something in accounting or something of that nature. Can I ask something okay. briefly? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, as you both were talking, and I don't know if this has anything to do with you or if it's a bleed over from one of the callers or somebody in the chat room, but since the conversation I've been seeing something about these three items, and I don't know if it pertains to you or not, I've been seeing kind of like maybe Florida, the Caribbean, and traveling. Does any of that have anything to do with you or any of your dreams? Oh, I definitely want to travel, very much so. Um, the three places you mentioned, I have not had experience, but I did many years ago travel to the Caribbean, but I'm very open. Okay, just another suggestion there. And uh, hopefully that Pierre has helped you out quite a bit. Yes. You know, giving you Thank something you. to get the wheels turning. Also, one thing, um, you there. One thing that will help you with your, with your, with a with a better, um, resume is you, finding some place where you can gain experience, in whatever field that you want to choose. You need experience in order to get that dream job because. For whatever reason, I'm picking up that your lack of experience, even though you're very willing and you're very open to um, doing different types of jobs, there's a, a, a requirement of experience that is needed in order to be able to be hired for that job. So you may want to look towards um, something of a volunteer nature or um, or, yep, volunteer. That's or an internship. Okay. All right. Very good. I will make note of all that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Good luck, Rochelle. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, nobody ever said it was easy to be a psychic, that's for sure. (laughs) Definitely not. But what I like about you and people that do good, they don't try to say something to please the person that you're reading. They just say... What they're getting, no matter how strange it might be, you just say it as you see it. And that's the way you got to work, right? Yes. And one thing that you said on the last show that always sticks in my mind is when you're picking up something, no matter how strange it might seem, just say it. It may not make sense to you, but, you know, it makes sense because, you know, you're you're getting it. You're... You know, you're being sent that image for a reason, whatever reason that it might be, and that's something that always stuck in my head. That still sticks in my head. You know, you got to, no matter what, just say what you're getting. That's true, because I was doing, I was in Kona with uh, Doreen Virtue and Sherelle, and I was reading somebody, 
in the reading circle, and his uncle came through. I got that all that information really good. He was a World War II veteran and all that. But then I started seeing something crazy <laughs> about some kind of like cocoa or chocolate or something like that, some type of drink. Apparently, you know, even though I thought it was strange because you expect him to talk about the war, medals or cars or something, apparently his uncle had went to different places where the military was stationed at and brought this specialty beverage of his for them. So you never know. You see something strange, go ahead and say it. It might be turned out to be something awesome, you know. So, yeah, thanks for the reminder. It's totally true. Oh, yes. Yes, most definitely. I mean, even though, even though it may not make sense to us, it always makes sense in reality. Images are there for a reason, no matter what they may be. That's I, true. I agree, yep. So, Ready to take another caller? Yes. All right. Area code 407. 407, you are on the air. Can we have your name, please? Hey, David. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Hello. This is Karen from Florida. Oh, sorry, could you say your name again? State. My name is Karen from Florida. Hello, Karen. How are you? Hi, Karen. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Do you have a um, question for Pierre today? Yeah. Um, I have been out of work since April of 2011 and been actively seeking work, but um, haven't had any success yet. And just got notified yesterday that um, my Tier 4 benefits are going to be um, relinquished. There's not enough unemployment in the state, which I find hard to believe. So I'm really needing to get a job before the end of August, and hopefully something will come to fruition. Okay. Karen, I'm sensing a lot of you feel guilty because of not being able to work. Are you having to support other people besides yourself? No, but um, I have a um, chronic illness that um, I have to, um, my COBRA is going to run out soon too, and I just, my father just passed away, and I don't want to put the burden on my mother. I understand that. Um, This is not your fault, so please do not feel guilty. Try and focus on 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 knowing that you'll find a way, first and foremost. That's very important for you. Okay. Now, I'm also hearing something about um, it, that it may not be a smooth ride, and it may require you, if you haven't done so already, either budgeting or selling some of your things. Does that make sense to you? I already gave all my things away to Salvation Army because I couldn't afford storage. So I I don't have anything left. Right. Okay, so uh, that's what I'm picking up. Yeah. Well, 
which I don't really care about the things. You know, I got to spend time with my dad before he passed, so I'm grateful for that. But I, I'm concerned about, you know, not having any income to pay my car payment and also to pay for my health insurance that I need. And and also um, your place of living, your place of residence. You may want oh, I'm li- to. I'm I'm living with my mother. Right. Um, I have to let you know that the burden that you feel that you're placing on your mother in terms of living there, it's it's not. She doesn't see it as a burden. You know, she 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 sees it as she's helping her daughter. So even though I I definitely can relate, um, sometimes we don't want to burden our parents. Yeah, the burden I'm referring to is if the health insurance runs out and I'm not working. Um, my treatments cost fifteen thousand dollars every four weeks. Oh wow, that's that's very that's, pricey. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, your treatments, unfortunately, are kind of mandatory from what I'm picking up, but there is a way of getting cheaper treatments. Actually, um, oh, there is a different doctor that or or. Uh, some sort of a, spe- uh, a place where you can get them at a lower price and also um, a program that offers them at a lower price through, um, like, if you find out about it, you can apply for that program and it will give you the treatments at a okay. at a much lower price. I'm, I, I'm not. I'm seeing the form, but I'm not seeing what the name of it is. I I okay. see you at a desk in in some sort of medical facility, like a hospital, maybe not a hospital, but like some sort of office. There's a program that you can apply for that will okay. give you the treatments at a at well, a lower that's price. That's good news. That's very good news. Thank you. You're welcome. I just want to get back to work because I'm fairly independent and I like taking myself um two things one it's not going to be easy you're i hate to tell you this but you're in for a little bit of a rough road um it's not going to be like this forever but and and one thing that is challenging you challenging you in this is that you're going to have to learn to keep yourself positive you have uh, to do it for yourself. No one's going to be able to do it for you, no matter how many people who you talk to. It has to be you that does it because that's going to also help you get better. So you you have to keep yourself positive no matter what, okay. and okay. that's very important for you. Okay. Um, and the second thing, no, they're, they're just reiterating, stay positive. They positive, and they're saying that your father's your father is saying stay positive, and yeah, I'm sure he is, and he did you have a kind of a not necessarily you had it like a sometimes a difficult relationship with him, like you felt he wasn't or he's saying that you felt he wasn't either communicative or he didn't always show to you how he cared about you and he made you feel like, almost like you were disconnected. Now, I'm not saying your entire relationship was like this. Oh, no, no, no. In, in the end, my dad 
very sick and he shut himself down. Okay. Like um, on an emotional level or physically you weren't able to communicate with him? Cause on an emotional level and, and when I did try to communicate with him, he he had so much to deal with, with physically that he didn't want to talk about other things, you know, because he knew I had a full plate as well. Okay. He's he's telling me to say to you that he cares for you no matter how it may have seemed. Yeah, I, I know that. Deep in my heart, I know that. And he's saying that he cared for your mother. Was there Was there an infidelity thing with your mother and him? I don't think so, no. Okay, I'm... I may be reading this wrong, but... I'm I'm seeing something like some sort of guilt in terms of, like, I don't know. Like, it looked like infidelity to me. But anyway, he's saying that I he cared for you. I would highly doubt that. They were married 52 years, so, and he was. And there was, was so there wasn't a, a, a child with another woman? Um, Not to my knowledge. I'm the only child. Okay. Well, he's saying that he cared for your mother and you, so yeah, you know, just it may you may feel like everything's a burden right now, and it's hard to gain support, but there is support within you and out there in the world for you. But you have to remember to stay positive. Okay, I'll do that. I think right. everybody's have, having a rough ride, so um, yeah. 2011 was for a lot of people so I will do that and I'm very very grateful for the reading and, and Oh, can I say one more thing? Um if you're worried about your mortality and whether or not you're going to die, I do see you surviving. So that's also something that I have to let you know as well. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Pierre. I'm very very grateful and have a good evening. You're welcome. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, I'd like to toss in one more thing. Um if she's still listening that uh, I see her getting something in the beginning of September, and I know she's trying to hold out to the end of August, but something temporarily in the beginning of September if she continues to push for getting something. So hopefully that helps too. And, yeah, I'm sure her dad, you know, is all healed and everything. That's a wonderful thing about what Pierre said. When you get to the other side, everything's clear, you're healed, and supportive, and I think that's great. Yes. Pierre, you were saying um, that you had a, you were saying that you were having a, a, a crazy day today, um, and were you called on to use your abilities to kind of straighten things out for you today? <laughs> well, no. I mean, what's going on with the city today with you know, the city's very active with gay pride in New York City. And so when you're walking around, it's, you know, it, it, it's hectic and it's crazy. So I've been in I've been in the city all day. That's what was that was what was, you know, so crazy today. <laughs> I I agree. I was trying to get home from work today and I turned around the corner and came to this 
long line of cars. And I was like, oh, no, it's gay pride, which meant I couldn't get around the city. Had to go make a U-turn, go back around, call my family, try to get, um, you know, get them to get a great detour so I didn't run into all these roadblocks. You know, I forget when you go in to work early that uh, they're setting up roadblocks. So by the time I got off of work today, it was just, the traffic was just crazy. And everyone's running around and, you know, trying to either get by the traffic and the, the cars, which is crazy. But I understand. I do understand. I mean, okay, you know, David. I, thank God it's something, you know, peaceful versus something, you know, negative. Oh, yes. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, if we didn't, uh, you know, kind of like getting challenges is like climbing stairs and then you reach a stair landing and it's level walking for a while until those stairs show up again. But if we didn't have the stairs, we get tired of the landing after a while. Then the stairs just remind us of how good we had it while we were on the landing to struggle up the stairs. So nobody escapes challenges while we're here. And I guess that's got to be a good thing. Yes. In fact, challenges I've learned should be welcomed rather than um, avoided because they give us an opportunity to learn and grow always. And they're there for a reason. It's no challenge that we have in our life is a freak accident. It's something that is inherent within our spirit so that we may learn it. That's right. And I don't believe that situations we're stuck in that I'm going to say, oh my God, God is punishing me. I don't know why. Why do I have to go through this? <laughs> Don't you believe that that's the wrong way to look at it? That is just like you said. Is something learned learned that we can, you know, help us appreciate everything we have, whatever lesson yeah. it was that we've learned from. Yeah, I agree too. I mean, it is normal to fall into despair. It's something, you know, that just happens with everyone. We just have to always try and keep a balanced perspective. Like, yes, this may be a horrible experience. But if I can stay positive and get through it, I can become stronger for it. And you know, ha, you know, keeping that kind of perspective is is what actually gives you the strength. Yes, you're in pain and it hurts, but you keep pushing through it. And when you get to the other side, you become stronger because of that experience. And if you didn't have that experience, you wouldn't be the you know, the stronger person that you are. That's true. That's right. And that's where people like you come in to remind people, yeah, you're stuck in the storm. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah, it's raining. Oh, my God, I want to get out of here. I want to, okay, relax. Open the umbrella. <laughs> yeah. Shelter yourself and keep walking, and pretty soon you make it through the storm and everything will be okay. <laughs> yes. As simple as that. All right. So we're going to take another caller and ask him, like the other callers have done, to give Pierre one question, and Pierre will focus on that question and see what happens. Okay, we have caller 619, area code 619. You're on the air. Can we have your name, please? Yes, my name is Janina. Hi, Pierre. Hi, everybody. Hello. Uh, hello. Um, can you hear me good? I'm calling from Tijuana. That's why I'm asking okay. you. Okay. Okay. Wow. Uh Pierre, my question my question is related to 
a person that got in contact with me again. We've been separated several months. He apologized, and I know he's going through several struggles. Will this go in a good way? Will he lose his house? Is How do you see things going? Is the communication going to be better? or? One thing that I'm picking up, number one, I'm picking up that you're actually very psychic. So that's something yeah. that you may want to be aware of. Okay. I know that. I feel <laughs> him. I mean, I feel him. He's in in um, Georgia, and I sense. Oh my God! You would not believe it. I know. I can only imagine. I'm like and barely I'm also learning up that you don't fully trust him. Like you right want now, to believe him, yeah. but based on your past, you don't trust him. Exactly. My, it's not all that way into that because of the issues that we've had, and that he, that he doesn't. I don't want to fall again in the same steps. And because of what this year has brought to me, you know, the opening of this intuition that I've been having and that I've been working with, I don't want to lose it because it's guiding me good, you know. And it's that's why I'm just keeping it the trust in certain way, but right now I feel like today, that's why I called, he's been like totally depressed and the issues are for the house and I was just trying to see if there's a way that things can get better or, I mean, I don't know, a little okay. bit of insight. Okay, first thing, number one, you're this intuition that you you've been you've been looking into you've been having this feeling this intuition that you feel like you're about to get it but it doesn't come out does that make sense to you yes it does it's him it's like a, like almost, almost like a block like and it's an intuition about him like you feel like something bad's going to happen with him correct especially yes today it's been like blowing in my face like really big time and I know I started crying, and I was so happy. So, and I'm like, I'm not menopausing. I'm like, no way, that's not happening. And then I had to relax and sit down. And I immediately it came. I was, I was feeling him like this was him. And I controlled it. And but still, right now, the only thing that stuck into my heart and my brain is uh, find the way for the house. From the find the way for the house. And I'm like, how can I? Do that. I, I don't know how to do that. I called him in the morning, and I left a message. You know, just try to reach me for him to be come to try to be relaxed. You know, but he he's trying to open up. He wanted to find out open communications between us since Friday, and we had not talked since February when all things started happening because everything was going perfectly. And now with the house. Is it a house that that kind of either is isolated, stands on its own, that has been renovated either by him or by someone, like it's been redone or rebuilt? Does that make sense? Yes, he's do- yes, he's doing it. Yes, he's the okay. one working on it. Okay. Um, it's strange. I at the beginning when you were 
talking about this intuition, or when I was talking about this intuition, that you have a bad feeling about him, I, I kept thinking that he's going to lose the house. And I, I have to say that's what it seems like. It seems like he is going to lose the house. Okay. Well, There's no way of 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 trying to do something to for him. Is to it do because something. he kind of overspent? Like the house is outside of his spending means, correct? Yes, exactly. Right now, that's the issue. He he got into a certain situation that he left the job because he was being put to do more work than the other uh, gentleman, meaning half his age and. Um, he he was getting sicker and sicker, and um, that kind of started the problems at work. And then he he thought he was going to be able to do it on his own, working on construction. And it's it's that's that's the thing. He's backed up on on the payments, and he's very stubborn of getting help okay, from okay, anybody. Okay. Um, you have to listen to me on this. I understand okay. that you feel very sympathetic and empathic to his feelings, and that's that's a wonderful gift, and you should look into that. But you have to separate yourself and not take on the burden of his emotions and his problems, which is what's happening. He's turning to you, which is what happens a lot with empaths, when people are feeling overburdened by their emotions and their problems, they turn to someone who is open to their emotions and their problems, and they kind of pour it all into that person to kind of, you know, get the relief, to get it literally off their back, because that's what it feels like to them. And that's what's happening here. I know you feel very, like you wish things were better for him, and it's okay to be supportive, but with clear emotional boundaries, meaning he cannot overstep the boundaries of kind of reestablishing the link of the relationship that you had with him before, which is kind of what's happening. You're starting to kind of fall into the old position of how he was in the relationship and how you were in the relationship or without the relationship. And there's no relationship that's going to come back from this. It's just simply a reestablishment of that old psychic link. And that needs to be done away with and separated where you can support him and, you know, you know, Give him mm-hmm. a little a little support, but not take on the burden of his problems and his emotions, which is what why you feel so strongly about it, even though you do care deeply and you feel deeply about you know his sorrow it's mm-hmm. because you're feeling his emotions about it, so you have to separate from him in that way okay, 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 perfect and and so you see um. Besides that, you don't see us getting us back together or anything no, like that. No, no, and you you can't get back with him because it would be unhealthy for you emotionally, and it would hold you back from growing. Okay. Okay. Mhm. Okay. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I get it. I totally. Yes. Get it. <laughs> I have to agree with everything that Pierre said. I put my microphone on mute and told Cheryl that I'm getting just what Pierre's getting. So there's three of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, you guys, and thank you for thank for being you. able to communicate with you. Many blessings. Goodbye. Many thank blessings. You, thank and you. Good luck. Bye. I'm glad you said that. You really went deep into her energy because 
Terrell and I concur that that's what was occurring. And, um, you know, I really can't say anything more about that. It is what it is. You said what it is. And we wish her the best of luck. And she should shield herself from that. Give him support by talking to him on the phone. But that's about it. Because he would most likely, probably even innocently, drain her of her emotions, her resources, and everything. Because he really needs help, you know, and he's going to somebody that's open to her. And that's really sad. I really feel bad that somebody's put in that position where, you know, you're you're that age and people half your age are doing less work than you. Sometimes maybe it's because the people think that this guy's, they can trust him, so maybe they unwittingly gave him more work or something. We don't know what the situation is. But, again, what you said about her gifts and the situation and everything, I'm 100% with you on that, Pierre. That was excellent. And, David, do you find that when you're reading for someone else who has psychic gifts that the information comes clearer than it would for someone who isn't yes. using psychic absolutely. gifts? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, after speaking to him for a couple of minutes, I start to get colors and energy, and I can tell they have gifts. You know, it doesn't take me very long to get that. And then uh, when I am talking with them, that's another thing that, see, I found this out when, uh, years ago when I was starting to do readings early, when I started to read other psychics and mediums, especially those that didn't tell me that they did it or if they did healing or whatever. I was saying, my God, your energy is clear. It's off the scale, whatever. And then they would say, well, I'm a healer. I do the tarot cards, astrology, I'm a psychic, whatever. You know, I said, wow. Yes, I used to keep track of that stuff, but not until these things started happening to me. So that's a, a very good point to bring out. You're totally correct on that. Yes, I, I feel that because psychics connect with each other more clearly simply because we, we're able to connect, it's just like a clearer channel, you know? Stuff flows back, back and forth, and it's like, you know, a two-way window has been opened. That's right. You know, I joke with the Psychic Twins when they're on a show that I know you guys, I want to ask you a question, and they're going to bring up the subject and talk about it before I can. So I just check it off my list. I said, okay, they they said it before I can ask them. Well, tonight you've done that a few times too. And I'm thinking, well, what you just now said makes sense because it's already happened. Stuff that I was thinking about, you said it already in a reading and whatever you were speaking about. So... There it is. Don't you just love it when it happens? I feel like it, you know, it's just constant validation from the spirit world. Yes. How it connected really that is. We, we, we really are. It sure is. Well, you, you've come a, a long way, and you're you're doing really good. You know, I noticed that your energy is uh, really clear. I can tell that about you, I don't know if I'm giving you a reading or not, but that you've done a lot of work. I'm talking about uh, in research, philosophy, and in actual physical and mental practice. You have done all that quite a bit and put a lot into it. Am I right about that? Oh, yes. Yes, most definitely. 
Yeah, I can tell. And you 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 must take really good care of yourself because your energy is really clear too. I mean, really clear. You're really uh, really tapped into the other side, so to speak. Well, you know, they like me, so. <laughs> <laughs> that always helps, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I also noticed that his guides, besides Sirius, are uh, also have a sense of humor too. Is that I, what I that feel like was? you have to was... have a sense of humor in life, definitely. Yep, I can tell. They do. I know it happens to me all the time. You know, a lot of people, they, you can't, I mean, you have to be serious when you're helping somebody, like on the radio here, for example. But sometimes, you know, some reasons you can get away with a little laughter, because we all need that every now and then. What it does is it brings love into the equation and gets the energy going really good. And that's, after all, what it's all about. Yes. In fact, my guide had said to me at one time that laughter is an, is an energy that's inherent in the universe. And he called it irony. Oh, at least that's how he said it. That's the irony of it. That's pretty good. Well, you know... Pierre, you brought in a lot of people because the switchboard is just lit up. I do. Speaking of the switchboard, I have a, a caller on here that's been patiently waiting to talk in area code 224. Uh, are you guys willing to take another call? Yes, most definitely. Fabulous. Okay. Area code 224. Area code 224, you are on the air. Oh, my poor 224. Okay, we'll actually go to another area code. Let's go to area code 360. 360, you are on the air. Can we have your name, Hello. please? My name's Lori. Hi, Lori. Welcome to the show. Hello, Lori. Thank you. Hi. Where, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Washington State. Wow. Excellent. Did you have a question for Pierre today? Um, yes, I'd like to um, know if he could uh, pick up anything on my son when I might see my son again. My son's name's Mark. Okay. Um, I'm picking up um, you having at one point some sort of discipline problem with Mark, like you would have trouble telling him to come to you and he would not listen to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, a like, little bit. I, I'm hearing you say, Mark, come here, and, um, you know, you're struggling. Yeah. Like, you're saying, come here, and he's just, like, ignoring you completely. Yeah, mainly because of his father. And are, now there's a weird situation with something that's court ordered, or like either there's fear of something being court ordered, or something is court ordered. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, uh, my ex-husband did, took custody when my son was a baby, and when he was, you know, mainly out of spite. And, and uh, where was? The reasoning behind that saying that you were mentally unfit as a mother? 
Yeah, that's what they tried to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and are you currently in the process of trying to turn it over? And you have well, some sort of trepidation son, about it? You know, my son's grown up now, and he's in, in the Navy, but, you know, like all those years of his father cutting me down and belittling me and just everything, you know. Um, now my son's not talking to me. Okay. Um With your son, I have to let you know that he does love you. The situation's very it it's very strange and there's a lot that I can't I can't say on the air because you wouldn't want me to cuz it's very private okay. for you and I totally understand and that will be kept private. But the situation okay. with your son is very convoluted because someone is saying something to him that may or may not be necessarily true and even though it's almost like someone is trying to paint a negative image of you in his ear someone's whispering in his ear and when he talks to you he's like it's almost like because of his created perception of you and I'm sorry this may sound hurtful but it's almost like when he's talking to you, he feels he has to humor you, like he's humoring his connection and your conversation with you because, I'm sorry to say, it's almost like someone's saying you're not really worth it. Does that make sense? I'm so sorry to have to say that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what his father and his father's family. Okay. They don't Um, think you, um, You can get... You can change his mind about that. Unfortunately, his mind has been kind of corrupted in that way where, you know, he does think what he's being told. But Uh you can change that image of yourself by changing certain behaviors with him and and, and, and with you. I'm hearing, Mm -hmm. number one, that you are suffering from some form of depression, and yeah it's and it's something that you may not necessarily like to talk about or deal with because it makes you feel um it makes you feel like you failed as a human being and you haven't because this is something that everyone deals with everyone has dealt with feeling like there's no point i'm worthless um you, you know how can I love anyone? How can I be there? I'm like, I'm so messed up, you know. You have to change thinking that way about yourself because it's you're starting to believe that about yourself, and it's not true. What you're dealing with is that you're very sensitive and you have an innocence about you that makes it harder for you to deal with the harsher areas of life. And when you're aware of that, then it it kind of opens your mind and you realize, well, you know what? So what if I'm more sensitive? I don't have to be like this hard-nosed person because that's not who I am. I just happen to be more sensitive. And if that's okay, mm-hmm. that's perfectly okay. In fact, that's a good thing. And mm-hmm. you ha- 
you have to talk about these things with someone and with yourself and affirm that this is part of your identity, but also to not condemn it. Okay. Um, so do you, do you, can you see, like, when I might see my son again or he might speak to me again? It's been years since he's spoken to me. It's it's not necessarily a time period, but it's a change. A change has to occur for him to be open to you again, and it has to be a change of where she's a completely different person. I don't see her the same way. She doesn't. She's not like um, she's not like how she was or how people tell me she is. What she's been doing with her life, she's not like that at all. And now that I see that, I'm open to her. Also, keep in mind that your son does have some sort of aggression and a type of, well, you know, I'm, I, I suppress all these emotions and I take them out on someone else who I feel. We lost Pierre. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll have to get Pierre back. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's radio for you. Well, I, I hope that uh, Pierre has helped you, and perhaps he can mention something when we get him back on the air again. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we'll do is we'll put you on hold for right now and see if we can okay. get Pierre back. And... <laughs> This is a perfect time to take a quick little break, okay? So uh, we will take a quick little break, everyone, and we'll be right back. Thank you. See if I can call Pierre. I call him. back and we have Pierre back with us. Oh, I'm very sorry about that. No worries. We're just glad to have you back. Um, did you want to finish up with Lori from Washington? Yes. Hi. Hi. Hello, Hi, Lori. Lori. Hi. <laughs> sorry about that. 
Sorry, Lori. My, okay. my battery died. That's, That's what right. I was saying about your son. I, I have to get right back into it. Um, your son is actually very similar to you, and his way of dealing with some of the some of the emotions that you yourself experience is that he kind of lashes out. Um, so when he may say hurtful things, it's not because he actually means them, but because it's his way of dealing with those emotions and it's part of his suppression of those emotions because by lashing out, he, um, he kind of, uh, suppresses those what he's really feeling. Yeah. And again, to get your son back, it's not go, it's not a time period thing. It's a change that has to happen, and it's not a change that should happen just because of your son, but also because it will help you. And yeah. that's very important. You have to you have to be aware of that you feel this way and and acknowledge that you feel this way so that you can grow as a person and move forward with your life. Okay. Okay, I hope that gives you something to toss over in your mind. Think about it. And uh, if you have more questions, I'm sorry to cut you short because we have more colos and hardly any time left, but you can always feel free to call us back or... You can okay. contact Pierre for an extensive reading if you wish. Pierre, would you give everybody your website? Yes, it's www.wix.com slash avatar of transition slash the a dash and seer, S-E-E-R. And uh, people can find you on Facebook. I know a lot of people that are on Facebook listen to the show also. How can they find you on Facebook? Just look under the name Pierre, you know, P-I-E-R-R-E, and my last name, Ojas, O-S-I-A-S. There's very few people on Facebook with that name, so I'll probably be one of the, I'll probably be one of the first people on any list that you search for. That's right, the guy with the good-looking picture, that's you. <laughs> yes, that's All right. <laughs> very good. Well, we want to thank that last caller for being patient and hope that she was helped in some way, and Let's go ahead and just take some more calls. I know I don't want to tell Pierre not to do a long reading because he has to say what he has to say. So I'll just ask the caller to ask a short question. How about that? Okay, area code. That sounds good? Yes. Great. Area code 423, you are on the air. Can we have your name, please, and where you're calling from? Shelton. And I'm calling from Johnson City, Tennessee. Sorry. Hello. 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 Welcome Hi. to the show, Shelby. Hello. How's everyone? Did you have a question for? We're doing great. We're doing great. Did you have a question for Pierre tonight? Yes. I was wanting to ask him if he sees me doing anything with modeling, acting, or writing. Just give me one moment here, Shelton. Shelton, I'm seeing you either writing or creating something having to do with your feelings towards either men in general or an ex-boyfriend. Does that make sense to you? You said writing about it? 
Um, maybe writing, but I, I'm picking up the creating sense, the creating of something having to do with your feelings towards either men in general or your ex-boyfriend. It, it's probably writing because I can't imagine you, like, modeling something like that, but, or, but you know, you could possibly act something having to do with that. Does that make sense to you? Yes. I'm not, like, yeah. I write a lot. I journal. So. Okay, so it must... Okay, so seeing as how you journal something about that, what I'm picking up, actually, is you may sometimes be afraid to write certain things because of the feelings that are involved. And it's something that the feelings make you feel um, vulnerable, almost like when you were a child again. And it's something that is scary for you because you're, you want to be an adult. You're so focused on being an adult and being grown up that to write something like that makes you don't want to feel that vulnerable. But it's actually something that would be very, not just therapeutic for you, but very creative and artistic for you. So you writing your deeper emotions, your more vulnerable emotions can enhance your your creative process and your writing for you. I'm not picking up anything about I'm actually picking up that you're you so you've done some modeling and you've been told you're very attractive but yeah. there's been you haven't been getting the success and very few jobs. Like the jobs are sporadic at best, like you're happy if you get like 10 in a month or something, or 10 in a, a year or something to that effect. Does that make sense to you? You said with what jobs, you said? With the, yeah, with modeling jobs. Like you, you've you been told that you're oh. very attractive, but yeah. you don't get I mean, that many jobs. I just, um, I actually don't even have an agent or anything, and I'm like stuck in Tennessee, and I want to move to like Atlanta or New York maybe and start modeling. Like, I haven't really even kind of done anything about it, but I really want to do it. It's just where I'm located right now. And like, Well, I have, good, I have good news for you that you can actually model. You can actually do that. The thing is, is that you have to put more effort into it because you're, you've pretty much wired modeling for failure in, in your mind. Like, you think that, it would fall apart for you or that you wouldn't be that successful. But you actually have a good – You have a, I'm seeing a shot at modeling, and you can do it. Um, you just have to put in the effort. You have to um, put together a portfolio, and it may not necessarily be um, something that someone helps you with, like, such as an agent, but a portfolio that you do on your own. And yeah, that, I bought a really expensive camera to do that. <laughs> I need to get on it. Okay, so you have you, whether or not someone helps you, you have to put together a portfolio. That's the first step. The okay. second step is you have to. Am I picking? I think I'm picking up you, um, being afraid to go and show what your portfolio might be because of rejection. This is something that you may want to well, you know, that you should throw away because. First off, you can't let fear of rejection stop you from going after what you want to go after. And the second thing is, is that you wouldn't be rejected. Okay. Oh. 
that you really should have to put together for a portfolio. And again, I'm picking up that someone probably won't be helping you with that. You would have to put together your own portfolio. Yeah. And, you know, while you're while you're doing all this, you might as well do modeling and writing at the same time. You can do both. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. I'm not picking okay. up much on acting. I feel like, well, not I feel I I I hear that you're very self-conscious or or shy in front of the camera. Like you have the kind of an acting bug, the acting air, but when you're in front. When when you feel like you're being judged on it, it doesn't allow you to perform as good as you feel that you can, correct? Yes. Um, I'm not trying to discourage you from from acting. I, I am trying to encourage you to absolutely follow your passions. But again, well, you know what you can do? You, you can... Um, focus on trying to let go of, because this is a whole process for you, um, letting go of, you know, of your fears about writing your more vulnerable emotions, um, letting go of your fears of rejection of your portfolio, and getting the portfolio started. Like, someone, no one's going to, you know, tell you, go do it, go do it, go do it. You have to do it. So you have to let go of the kind of um, stagnation of not doing that and you have to let go of um, your self-consciousness and, and, and letting go of your fear of being judged. And these, th- these, things, these three things are very easy for you to do. You can easily do them. You just need to kind of motivate yourself to do it. All right. But well, I hope I, that I helped. I a lot of potential for you. I do. That's good. I hope it helped you out. Sorry to cut it short, but we only have a few minutes left. Time for maybe one more call, too, if we're lucky. So thank you very much for calling and hopefully you take what Pierre said and work with it and become successful. I know you will. Thank you so much. And you have a great creative process. Definitely work with that. That's awesome. Pierre, I I have uh, someone in chat, Tosh Fabulous, that was asking a question, if you would. Um, Tosh Fabulous asked, um, if there are any messages from the spirit world. From Tosh Fabulous? Yes. I'm picking up right away, strange. I'm picking up a man in her life that she is rejecting, a man who, or that she doubts, um, and he's saying, no, we're, you know, we go well together or we're alike or we fit together. We, when we're together, we see things more clearly. Um, we just fit. And she's rejecting him for whatever reason of her own. But it may not necessarily be in her best interest to reject him. It may be something, Yes, because actually when you're rejecting him, the way I'm getting it is the, when you're rejecting him, you're kind of rejecting yourself, a part of yourself. He represents that for you. And you may want to really look at that and try and look at the situation and him from a different vantage point. Um, 
one thing that I'm picking up is that you feel that he is, you know, it's, it's his viewpoint. It's not like an objective viewpoint. It's not a valid viewpoint. It's like his subjective viewpoint. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter because he's only seeing it from his own point of view. And that's not necessarily the case. It's, it's, um, it is an objective viewpoint. It may be not something that you want to listen to because from your perspective, if you were to go along with it, um, you would, you know, be together. Okay, and Tosh Fabulous says, what's his initials? Oh, it seems like Tosh Fabulous might have a little, um, have a couple people probably in mind. Do you pick up an initial for this person, Pierre? N. It's like a Nick or something. Okay, perfect. We'll wait for her to answer. That was a great reading. Thank you so much. Um, we have uh, we do have a few minutes for one quick caller. Are you guys willing to take one quick caller, Pierre? Yes. Okay, this is our last caller, area code 845-845. Can we have your name, please, and where you're calling from? Laura from New York. Hello, can you Laura from New York. Thank you so yeah, much yeah. for uh, holding I'm sorry, and waiting. Name Sound like Laura. 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 Okay. Laura. Hello, Laura. Hi. From New York. Like um, yes, I'm from New York. Yes. Um, I have a question. I have a man with some money issues, and I want to know when they will be resolved. Give me one moment, Laura. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Give me one moment. Okay. Now, I'm you're sorry, very anxious. Philip? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're very anxious to... You have a son, and you're very anxious to um, to get money issues resolved because you have very specific bills you have to pay. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Like very specific yeah. bills. Like there's something you need the money for, you need to pay this thing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. I, have you been borrowing or have you thought about borrowing or have you asked someone about borrowing someone mail? No. Okay, there's someone a male person that you can borrow the money from. And I'm pretty sure they're around your, like they're your contemporary, your age. Um, okay. Maybe, maybe clean shaven. Um, okay. And he's usually very generous with his money. Very generous with his money. Like, he, like he's the type of person where he, always pays for dinner or something like that. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Do you know um, this person? No. Not at the okay. moment. No, I do not. Okay. Also, um, you can get an... Ex- I, I think it's possible to ask, to ask for an extension of some 
Oh, okay, not an extension. There is some sort of deal that you can work out. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and if you do get this deal, now is this something like having to do with like court or something or some sort of legal issue of some sort? Um, some of it is yes, and some of it's not. Okay. I'm just like, is someone in jail type of thing? I'm, like, no. Some, I'm seeing no some sort of no. No, no one's in jail, but I know of. No, no one's in jail. Okay. Um. No. Well, if it's not a jail, then you must feel trapped or imprisoned by this um, situation, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I have to let you know that it is going to pass and you're going to get through it. And what you're feeling more from this than anything else is the anxiety. Okay. And and also, um, again, I'm, I'm sensing a kind of a spiritual thing going around this. Like either mm-hmm. this is like something that's like an ongoing thing with you or there's some sort of spirit. No, there, it's like an ongoing, like a trial for you. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I have to look at what I'm getting with the trial, and 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 I keep getting a legal thing. There's some sort of legal stuff also as well that if it's not going on with you now, that you may want to keep an eye out or pay attention to. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't want to add to your your burden, and you know we're about to get cut off, or, or something to that effect. But just know that you're going to get through this, and the worst part of this is the anxiety. It's not anything. Everything else is may look bigger, but it's mostly the anxiety that's making it that. If you can figure out how to look past the anxiety, you'll be able to see a way out of this much more clearly. Okay. Thank you. I hope that it helps in some way. I feel bad about it, but hopefully somebody out there uh, will be able to help you. You might try to ask around for some temporary help. Thank you so much for calling, Laura, and I wish you well. Good luck, Laura. Good luck, Laura. Thank you, Pierre. This uh, time flew by real fast. The show's about to end. You did some tough readings, but you came through really well. And, you know, everybody works different, but you really got deep into their issues and said stuff that, wow, you know, all the things you said, you got right to the heart of it. And you did really good. You did well. You know, if anybody has a very important situation and they need to uh, have an in-depth reading, you can reach Pierre through his website or contact him on Facebook. And believe me, he'll really... Get into the heart of your situation. And know that you can also ask more than one question. That's right. Yes, that's right. Any question that you wish. That is true. And I also like, Pierre, that you did take the time to really uh, work with the callers. And there are some sticky issues, and I could see how um, a lot of callers will probably want to contact you um, on your website. So, 
they can have a more private reading uh, or through Facebook. And I also saw exactly what you meant by when you see something like uh, you get that image and it could mean just like the last caller that she felt kind of trapped in a, in her situation. And I really liked how you brought that out because a lot of times when callers call, it's tough for them to really say exactly what's going on. They want to kind of hide a few things, yeah. but spirit has a way of bringing it out. You know, you can't hide it from spirit. They know. Oh, yeah. That's they know mean. and they only want to help. That's the yeah. only reason why they bring out anything. It's the bring it to the, to into the light so that it can be healed. And it's no judgment. It's just to help them along their journey. And I yes. really appreciate you being our guest tonight. It's fascinating. Thank you so much for having you guys. No problem. Our pleasure. And the show is no longer streaming, but it's still being recorded. So those of you that are listening on the phone still that can still hear us, if you want to get the archive of the show, it will be available shortly after the show ends, and it can be replayed over and over again. It's available on iTunes. You can subscribe to all the shows or just this one, whatever you like. And I'm sure, Pierre, you'd like to hear it again, because we're certainly going to listen to the show again, too. So thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure, and we had a great time. Yes, yes we did. I always do with you guys. <laughs> well, great. Thanks. And I'm going to have to have you on again. We're not going to let you get away that easy. (laughs) (laughs) I will be here. Thank you so much. I'm glad we can count on you. We'd love to have you back. And you did fill the switchboard up tonight. We couldn't even get to all the calls. I mean, just really uh, wonderful. So with that, I'll say thank you very much to everybody for listening to Beyond the Gate Radio. If you like the show, click the follow button. If you haven't already done so, tell your friends about it, and you can share the show and listen to it again. Thank you. Good night, Sherelle. Good night, David. Good night, Pierre. Good night, Pierre. Thank you so much. Have a great night, everyone. Good night, David. Good night. Good night, everyone. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.